Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Dream Reality New Earth Radio, reminding you that the choice is yours. I'm Dr. Dream with my co-host Ilya Nabatovsky, and now on with the show. Welcome. This is October the 4th in the wonderful year 2011. And uh, thank you for joining us for Dream Reality New Earth Radio. I am, of course, Dr. Dream and my co-host. And I am Ilya Nabutovsky. Wow, another week, Dr. Dream. What What an experience we've been having, huh? I'm telling you, it seems like the last one was just a couple of days ago. (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny and you know just hearing your voice you know starting the radio show it's like it just takes me back to the one before and the one before and i feel like we really didn't do anything between the radio shows it i feel like we've just been doing radio shop to radio shop to radio show (laughs) i gotta tell you you know we're up to um 122 recordings on iTunes if you search Dr. Dream, DR Dream, or you can go to um, our website and there's a link where we have all of those archived, but 122 uh, free recordings for people. We're really, um, we're really cranking it out there. Yeah, and wow, 122. I mean, and the best part is that every recording is just so unique, and I mean, the guests that we've had on are so incredible, uh, you know, ranging anywhere from metaphysics to ETs to, you know, just plain old living in peace and harmony. I mean, there's so much, uh, the variety is just incredible, and the range of um, subjects is amazing. So I'm really, really grateful that we have something like that that we can share uh, for free. Well, it really is exciting what we get to do, and, and I do love how you and I work together to bring in a really uh, broad range of um of people to to share their their stories and and their passions and um it's just great. So before we get to uh this evening's guest, let's um let's just sort of check in. It has actually been 7 days since we were last here um together in the um the broadcast ether as it were. How how has the last week been for you, Ilya? Well, the last week has been very exciting and very transformative. I have to tell you, I have been attending several events, and I was in uh, Central Park uh, just maybe three or four days ago at a meditation, and that was an amazing experience where I literally felt my calling, and I really understood what I had to do. And yesterday, I went to another beautiful, beautiful ceremony where I actually got the message 
And the message for me personally was you have to get out there, make yourself known, and start sharing your gift and sharing your passions because this is what's going to bring you the joy, the love, the abundance, and everything you could ask for. And it's just about, like you say, Dr. Dream, just going beyond the edge and trusting in the universal flow and just doing it, just following your bliss and following your excitement. And so I am set on doing that, and I feel that it is going to be better than I can even imagine right now. Well, I've got to tell you, ever since I've known you, you have um, continued to be in the process of stepping up to um, what your role is uh, with the collective. So um, I'm glad that you have a... um, a, a new grip on that with some new information and some new downloads and um just supporting you um in in um in all ways possible to um to really step into that and uh that's awesome and we'll look forward to hearing uh more about this along the way. Yeah, I, I appreciate it, Dr. Dream. It truly is an honor. Um, but what's been going on with you? We haven't, we barely spoken the past week, and I know you've had some amazing events, uh, especially this past weekend. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? You know, it is funny. You and I normally speak more than just on on Tuesdays, but this last week we um, we haven't. So you got to know that things are getting pretty busy uh, for me when I'm not um, finding those opportunities for us to to connect. And this. This past weekend was really great. Um, it's so nice to be based in in Southern California, where there is so much going on all the time. And um, Friday night, we uh, had an event at the Temple of Visions with uh, Portal to Ascension, our good friend Neil, and um, Calix, and different uh, some of the different uh, crews coming together. And this was uh, first contact, a star seed celebration. And um, I was um, really honored to emcee the event uh, on Friday evening. And uh, Laura Eisenhower was one of the speakers actually live at the venue. And uh, we had uh, Alfred Weber from uh, Vancouver, B.C., and Brad Johnson also from British Columbia, and then uh, Suzanne Taylor, who did an amazing film about uh, crop circles, uh, and then the evening turned into we got we got into all of that, and of course our good friend Sherry from Peace Yoga was uh, there with all sorts of uh, raw and living food uh, goodies, um, including some of her famous desserts. It was quite the evening, and then after all the speakers uh, turned into a, a dance party. And so um, several DJs, and it it was just really, really nice to be out there. And I I just want to, you know, shout out to the Temple of Visions. Um, uh, Jimmy and his, his sister put together quite a, a venue there that deserves uh, support from all of us in, in Southern California. So I, I just want to put that out there. They're, they definitely uh, play their role beautifully and stand up and and um, you know give us a, a wonderful venue and then surrounded by all that art and everything and so that was Friday and then Saturday I went to the Conscious Life Expo um, again Laura Eisenhower was doing a workshop and so 
Uh, believe it or not, I got to be the remote control, the human remote control for her PowerPoint presentation, um, <laughs> which was great. I said it's the, the I could be the most expensive remote control ever. Um, but it was really good. She got a tremendous response. And then, you know, we got to walk around the Conscious Life Expo and check out all the exhibitors and what people are bringing to the marketplace and, and uh, in terms of of actual products, but also services. And, and it's nice to connect with, with our community like that. And so um, lots of other things happening with me. We are uh, preparing for a move from Orange County uh, up here to Ventura, where I'm speaking to you from now. And um, so, you know, all sorts of things are involved in that. And uh, we've got some other events coming up, and we'll talk about that uh, toward the end of the broadcast. But, um, you know, in in alignment with, um, with the energies of the universe right now, uh, lots of movement, lots of action and um, lots of opportunity uh, for us to further connect and, and um, you know, sort of share the bonds of this process of human evolution. And that to me, you know, I don't, I don't need anything other than that to, to keep me occupied and, and um, moving along. So um, it was a wonderful weekend and I'm, I'm incredibly pleased to be here now. Beautiful, brother. That was an amazing sharing experience. Um, and like you said, you know, we are here to, you know, just be and just share share our gifts. And with you stepping up to the plate to MC an event and to be a, a human remote control for, <laughs> you know, Laura Eisenhower is just a beautiful, beautiful uh, gift that, you know, you can give. And I'm really honored that, you know, you're not only stepping up to the plate to be be the giver, but you're also stepping up to be the receiver, and it's very important to find that balance uh, within us. So thank you for that, Dr. Graham. Well, I appreciate, I really appreciate your um, uh, recognition of that. It is, it's, it's funny, I find myself often saying, you know, nothing nothing is above me, um, and nothing is below me. And so, you know, if it's if I'm needed to be a remote control, great. If they need me as an MC, great. If they want me to get up and, and you know, do uh, what we've done so much, um, that's awesome also. And, and and it's it's just being of service, which really is a nice a nice segue to our our guest this evening. Um, um <laughs> I don't script these uh, broadcasts, he says, as he stumbles over his words. No, about, um, I guess it was maybe five weeks ago, I was unaware that this person existed. And uh, then at Burning Man, we had the Dream Dome um, at the Red Lightning Camp, uh, and we did many of our Universal Love Galactivation sessions, uh, the energetic uh, transference that we've done in 87 cities all over the world. And uh, our, our guest this evening was in one of those sessions. And I believe it was the session on Saturday before uh, the actual burning of the man. And uh, we had some, some incredible uh, sessions out there. But um, I got back to, to Orange County and, and got um, 
contact from this person saying, oh my gosh, I had no idea you were right here um, in Newport Beach, Orange County. You know, we should we should get together. Now, I have to say that I wish I did know everyone's story um, and and their energy who came through the Dream Dome uh, during the, the eight days that we were out at Burning Man. But uh, we had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people come through to experience what it is we do. Um, and and so what I find particularly fascinating is that you you just don't think about what what who the people are that are are you know there in the dome and having this experience and 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 what their gifts are and and how they're sharing their gifts for all of humanity. I mean, I'm I'm up there doing my thing, which is what I do in terms of sharing my gifts. Uh, but it doesn't even occur to me to think. I wonder what everyone else is doing. You know, that's that's having this experience with me right now. And this became so clear um, that uh, that that we have some really incredible people that that find their way and make their way to us. Um, because when when Kelly made contact with me, and then then I went out to uh, what what she is doing, what is currently uh, her aspect of sharing her gifts and and stepping up. Um, to her responsibility, um, taking taking firm hold of her role for the collective, um, it was just like, wow, look at what's happening. And it, I, I immediately said, you know, I'd, I'd like you to be a guest on our on our broadcast because what I see in Kelly Smith is very much um, the, the the title of of today's broadcast, and that is a living example of inspired action. And you know for me right now I'm I'm so focused on on how other people are are moving into inspired action and how their passion guides them there that I was in Kelly's presence for maybe 10 minutes and it was just like oh my gosh you are doing amazing things for all of us. And so um I'd like to go ahead and introduce Kelly Smith. She is the founder and chair of the board for the Center for Living Peace in Orange County, and they're they're located right there um, at the campus of uh, University of California, Irvine. And um, I, I also love that the website for the Center for Living Peace is Good Happens, um, and I love that because for since 1994, my umbrella company for everything that I do is called It's All Good Company. So, of course, good happens, and it's my pleasure to welcome Kelly Smith to our broadcast tonight. Hello, Kelly. Hello. Thank you, Dr. Dream, for all those kind words. <laughs> you deserve all those and more, but I wanted to give you a chance to speak also. <laughs> Well, just in listening to you, I'm inspired because um, part of the mission of the center and part of why I've done what I've done is to share my gifts with others, but also to inspire others to share their gifts. Um, when I very first had the idea for the center, someone said to me, Kelly, if you could change the world with your magic wand, what would you do? And I'd say I'd ha I'd start with children was my original idea and help them remember how special they are, that they came with gifts to share, and I give them opportunities to share them with the world. 
And as I communicated that to, to adults, they also wanted the opportunity to share. So now we uh, focus on all ages and help everyone remember that they're here um, with a divine gift and bring it. <laughs> Make it happen. I mean, even even how you word things is goes along um, so perfectly with with what I perceive as the energies that are assisting in the shift right now, and your use of the word remembering. Um, not once um, did you say, you know, well, we're here to teach kids how important they are or anything like that. You're, it's all about remembering. And and that's something that Illy and I speak about so much. You know, we're not, we're not here to teach anyone any, anything at all. We're here to assist people in this process of, of remembering and and um so so that just struck me right now that that even your wording goes along with this this higher frequency this 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 high energy which is really what you're all about and the center for living peace is all about but i want to back up just a little bit because i like to get a little bit of the background story um and and in my own life i didn't just all of a sudden step into being Dr. Dream, there was a uh, like a 40-year build-up <laughs> getting, me, getting me to that, that place. And, and so I want to hear a little bit about, about where you came from and what your experience was about that puts you in a position where your remembrance was this action of stepping into um, being the founder of the Center for Living Peace? Well, the Center for Living Peace is really a part of this journey, like you say, of over 40 years. (laughs) But, um, you know, I came from a family, uh, very middle class in the farm fields of Delaware, but I had amazing examples from my parents and my grandparents and my aunts and uncles of always sharing what we had, always giving back. No matter what it was we had, we were there to share and help everyone. So I had that as a backbone of of my life and my family life. And part of my journey was moving here with my ex-husband now, but at the time when we were married and um, building our own life, and through the work that we did, we both became very blessed here with with the material goods or financial part that we might need. And I always tell the story of I have two children, and we would say our prayers every night. I'd love to hear them talk about how they were thankful for ice cream and frogs and clouds and, <laughs> and the sky. But we'd always end with help us share our gifts with others. And I realized early on that, you know, I have a lot of gifts to share and it is my responsibility to to do that. So as my own journey went along and going through a divorce and realizing that who I thought I was is different from who I really am and I have a voice as a woman, as a mother, as a powerful being, and I have the energy and the, the power of myself at, that can do a lot, that can give back, that can change my life 
And in me growing, I can be that inspiration to help others remember, too. I think it's growing up and being, um, I want to say, a child of the 80s, even though I wasn't a child then, but back when I remember the sharper image and and the media that played into the 80s of of wealth and what does that mean, um, and then turning that around, that wealth is not what we see here in our media and in our culture and what we thought it was. It is really what abundance do we have of energy and joy and sharing and cooperation and compassion for ourselves and others that brought me to this place that, wow, I, I really want to share what I've learned and remembered with others. I want others to realize the power that they have. I told the story the other day of when I was a child. My parents loved to bowl. <laughs> and they'd send me to the the snack bar with a few dollars, and, and I would sit in the corner where it was darkest because I was afraid to sit in the light and be seen by the woman who's just going to give me a drink. Um, but I don't want to feel like that anymore, and I want to step out, and I want to be in the light, and I want to give what I have to others. And it's just transformed my life to, to see magic happen when I trust myself. I love that. I absolutely just just love it. And I I didn't on kind of on purpose didn't ask you lots of um questions when we met uh recently because um I like in the broadcast of of this sort of process of of discovery. Now I do have a couple more questions, um, just a little bit about your, your, your past. Now, were there, there aspects of your education or work life or anything that really prepared you for this? Because this, um, you know, I, 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 I came to your location, the Center for Living Peace in Irvine. I mean, it is really impressive, and we'll talk about some of the, the speakers you've had in the Living Peace series and this and that. I mean, you're not playing the game at a low level here. I mean, you you didn't just step into the game. I mean, you, you know, you 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 dove in and and made a you've made a big splash from from all I can tell and how you carry your energy and everything else. And so my immediate thought is, oh, she somehow must have been groomed for all of this. Uh. I, I would say that, you know, what might be perceived as formal grooming definitely didn't happen. I was in sales, and I was a sales assistant for many years. Um, my ex-husband, who were still quite good friends, he started several businesses, so I was always involved in watching what it meant to be a part of a startup. I was never officially an employee, but I watched that and was of course, intimately involved. But when I started the center, you know, I've never run a business before, have worked, but never run one, and certainly never ran a speaker series or a or a center. Um, but when I, the original idea, starting with children, was, you know, I had taken my own children around for classes and mommy and me classes, and I thought, well, how great would it have been if those classes had been an art class that 
was focusing on African art and what can we do to send our good intentions to Africa or dancing with scarves and music, but learning about these different cultures and how we can learn from them but also help them. Um, so I always say my initial my initial dream was we'd be dancing with scarves. And what it um, <laughs> was much more than that. In fact, the Living Peace series was not even a you know a spot until our doors were open. And that's an interesting story too because we we opened with just the the thought and the intention of providing classes and helping people remember. But when I remember we opened the doors and it just wasn't catching on like I had imagined it would. And I said, okay, universe, I surrender. You know, like, show me. What can I do to really bring this message down? And then doors started unfolding. And that's when the Living Peace series was born because I I didn't try to plan it. I don't think I could have planned it if I had tried. I asked and I received. And that has been, when I speak about magic, I have seen pure magic happen in ways that I could have never planned. And so every day I wake up and say, what's going to happen today? And I know, like you mentioned earlier, when I follow my passion, that's another way to open those doors. Like, I want to give. I want to help. I want to share. That's a passion I have. How can I do it? And then let it happen. Well, you certainly have tapped into that, um, you know, energetic flow of the universe. Um, I'll just put a couple of names out there uh, that I know were part of the Living Peace series um, last year, and that is uh, Sir Richard Branson, um, so, you know, um, just a small name like that. And then His Holiness, the Dalai Lama. So, actually, with the Dalai Lama, you did, he, the way he dresses, there's kind of a scarf uh, metaphor there, I'm sure. <laughs> but it, it's just, it's, it's beautiful to me that, that you've, you've done this and that it's, it's really being driven by, by your passion and bringing in um, in the Living Peace series, speakers of this caliber, you know, has got to, to touch so many people. And and here you are um, with a very um, a very accomplished team around you of uh, you know people that are also playing their their role. I really got that feel when I was speaking with you and when I met one of the people there there at the center and as I've gone through the site and everything else. But um wow, this this is something. So so talk to us a little bit about the Living Peace series and, and the the impact that it had. I mean and uh this was was this one last year the first of the Living Peace series? Yes, that was our very first year. We opened our doors uh May of two thousand ten. So we've only been open a year and a half. And the Living Peace series uh, started last December with Charlize Theron was our first speaker, and then Richard and the Dalai Lama. And what they really brought was this notion that peace is not the 1960s hippy-dippy, tie-dyed, bell-bottoms notion. It really is a lifestyle, and 
living peace, what does that mean? Well, to them, it also means being of service and sharing their gifts and helping the greater good. And that was the message that I really wanted to share. And I'm so grateful to all of them for bringing it to the forefront. I think that they recognize the value of living peace and what it means, and they wanted to help support. They wanted people to see this center and to realize the power behind the message. And so I'm really, really grateful. People who just thought I was, I mean, I had many business leaders just, oh, you're opening a wellness center. Oh, there's plenty of those. <laughs> living peace. Why would you call it a center for living peace? That's ridiculous. Even Richard Branson on our website, I believe there's a little clip of him saying, he grilled me on that. Like, Kelly, don't call it that. Why would you call it that? <laughs> but peace is very important to him, and that's why he put his mark on it, too, to say, you're right. We're here to change perception. What is peace? And everyone can live it in their lives. So impressive. Now, you know, this this does lead me to the next question. You you get the Dalai Lama, you get Sir Richard Branson um, in the first year. Um, I'm not quite sure how you top that. Oh, I know. Many people have said that to me. Kelly, how are you going to do it? Like, are you bringing Jesus? Right. right. I was going to make a joke joke like that, but I decided I better not. (laughs) No, there's been a lot of people who said it. Um, But uh, what's interesting to me, too, is last year we did have a big bang, and here they all are, and wow, let's get some attention. But this year, our first Living Peace event, which is actually just uh, right around the corner on October 13th, We are partnering not just with UC Irvine this year, but also with PBS SoCal, and it's to help promote a series of documentaries called Women, War, and Peace, which was produced by Abigail Disney, who is the great-grandniece of Walt Disney. Um, Gina Davis will also be here. She's one of the narrators. And then a UCI professor, Roxanne Varzi, will be speaking. And what's exciting to me is we don't have the big name. Well, they're big names, not to discount that, but we don't have, you know, the Charlize and Richard and and the Dalai Lama. But we have these topics that are so important and such value. It's not just about even women, war, and peace. It's about empowerment. It's about oneness. It's about the power of one. It's about coming together and seeing beyond labels. And so I think what we're doing here is building upon ourselves getting people interested in the idea of peace and living peace, and then really shining the light on what's going on in our world and how each of us has the power to make a change. I think Abigail Disney and Gina Davis and Roxanne Barzi are all such beautiful examples of having a passion, following it, and making a difference and bringing that to the world. So the names may not be as well-known as the first we had, but I think the topics are equally equally as important well i love it and it it what it what it has done is you know with with the the first round of the living peace series you know really put you on the map then i mean people you get that kind of um those 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 types of people participating with you everyone else takes notice and and you seem to really have a knack for 
for that energetically. Your presence without Richard Branson or the Dalai Lama or anyone else around, um, when you and I met, we sat in one of the, the lovely uh, rooms at the um, at your center, and your presence and your energy is so um, so vibrant and so um, almost like uh, I, I keep getting this word tingling, like a tingling energy in the in the air around you. I'm not even sure how to describe it, but but you you definitely um, are exactly where you should be um, at this time and. And it just it, it comes across in in a feeling. Now, your life has got to be quite a bit different um, in the last couple of years um, than it was before that. Um, t- tell us a little bit about what this has, you know, as you stepped into creating this offering, um, it, taking advantage of this opportunity, however it all unfolded for you. What else has has opened up for you? Oh, it's it continues to open up and unfold every single day. It's the people that I've met have been so inspiring. There's so many people who really care and want to give back, want to make a difference. I um, you know, invitations I get to go to conferences or to be a part of projects. It's it's almost overwhelming and but it's also I know part of my journey to realize I need to stay focused I need to remember what the mission is and what I'm here to do and continue to always be in my power it's very interesting yeah I used to be full-time mom and soccer mom <laughs> <laughs> Even to the, where I homeschooled, I helped homeschool my kids for for three years. So I've gone from you know being in our little bedroom homeschooling to traveling the world and working with some really amazing people who are here to bring the light and to help shift the energy of what is happening here on the planet. And it's just so. Opening, I would say opening to what possibility it is and what it means to really explore and trust in the power of one. Mm. Now, tell tell me how old how old are your children now? They are fifteen and almost fourteen. Wow. Okay. So, what a great! I I have an eleven year old daughter and and. Um, Often, um, I look back to the changes I made in my life at a certain point when I when I mostly left corporate to to do Dream the Biggest Dream as as Doctor Dream, and one of my motivating factors was identifying the reasons that Maya had chosen me to be her father, um, you know, before before coming in, and uh, that just created this shift for me. Do your do your kids? have an understanding of of the great effort that their mother's putting out there in the world and the impact it's having? Um, I think they they uh, do on some level. I know that for me, when people ask me, you know, why do you choose to do this, I always think about just observing my family 
at that age and seeing that selflessness to give. Even though I wasn't participating as a teenager and as a child with them, I it was such a, a model, made such an imprint on me that you know, I do I try not to push onto them. I know they have their own choices and their own paths to choose. I do see their interests. They do get involved at times, but at the same time they're teenagers who are starting to define themselves and push themselves away too. So mom's not always the coolest person to be around or be with, but they are two of my greatest teachers, and I tell them that as often as I can because they, as much as they chose me, I am. I hope that I chose them too because I am so grateful for the lessons and the truth that they bring to me every single day. I just am in awe of the power that they have with their truth. Wow. Um, Kelly, listening to you is just just brings me such great joy. I just wanted to share that with you. Um, and also just wanted to mention that I'm looking at your uh, events here, and you have some great events for the kids, like yoga and storytelling. Now, I'm wondering, how do the kids react to, you know, things like yoga? And, you know, you have these other amazing events. Uh, what are some of the reactions that you get from these kids? Well, I think yoga actually is probably our biggest hit with the kids, and it's one of my favorites to watch because we have all ages from babies up to 13, and the kids really love it. They Those classes are growing in leaps and bounds, and kids are coming back every week. We get to see the same ones over and over again, and the moms are talking about the changes they see in their kids within their classroom, the teachers are commenting on how much calmer and more focused the kids are. The kids are enjoying it. A smiling monkey yoga, they really make it fun. And like smell your dirty socks is the way to get your foot to your nose. <laughs> 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 they really love that. And we do get a lot of people coming back. We have the art classes and the ecology classes and and we get a lot of people in for our different events. Like We have Read for the Record coming up this week. And um, this weekend we have, in conjunction with our Living Peace series, the Living Peace Project, uh, I think we're going to have quite a few junior high and high schoolers coming in to learn about the issue of women in war and empowering women. And then we're going to do a, a service project right there and also encourage them if they'd like to get more involved, you know, we have scholarships, children in the past to go out and do projects like the Orange County High School of Art had a whole group of, of students that got together and they did a movie night and a pancake breakfast and they raised about $2,500 for Charlize Theron's Africa Outreach Program and that was matched by another local philanthropist. So we have these outreach programs coming from the Living Peace Project where we see kids with such a heart to give back and also what's encouraging is when they come to these project days they see that there is support to help them recognize their dream to share and to give back and so it's just been very inspiring and we get a lot of the same students coming back and volunteering for us or helping out and I think what I've seen from starting the center that's been most inspiring to me is that people want to be involved. 
They want to share who they are. They want to remember who they are. I have a lot of people coming and saying, what is this meditation and how do I do it? And um, Have you ever had unusual experiences? <laughs> I call it coming out, <laughs> coming out of the spiritual closet. People have things you know, that they want to share, they want to talk about even within their own lives. And, and I hope that we are providing that space and that freedom for everyone to share their truth. Well, no mistake that you are doing this in, you know, 2010, 2011, into 2012. Uh, and speak to us, if if you would, about what you're seeing right now in this evolution of of humanity, um, and and where you see all of this all of this going. Yeah. Well, I I see slowly this tide of more acceptance and openness to meditation, to yoga, to caring for the earth. I think it's a very slow um, but gradual process where everyone realizes the value of nurturing um, for themselves, their families, their earth, um, and a real desire to be in a community of people who do show compassion and caring and without the boundaries or the restrictions that maybe there have been in the past where you have to be a certain label of, you know, a nurse or a doctor or or a certain religion or a certain community I, I see the breaking down of boundaries. At the same time, I think there's also an uprising of those who don't want that to happen and a real polarity in that. But, you know, we'll see where it goes. I think that old paradigms are starting to break away, but there may be, uh, may be some more pain before that happens, you know, a lot of resistance to change. At the same time, a lot of acceptance for change. So it's a very interesting time. <laughs> it really is. It It is a fascinating time for all of us. And I, I guess from my perspective, what really assists me in staying in the energy of it's all good, um, you know, which has been a sort of a foundation energetic piece for me uh, for years and years, is that um that I've taken that leap of faith and and gone out there and I'm just doing you know basically all I know how to do and I continue to put it out there but I'm not alone that there's people like you Kelly um you know who are are just fully present and 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 putting an energy out there that that is really assisting this entire process i've I've been watching as so many of us have in the last couple of weeks anyway uh the occupy together occupy wall street occupy l a occupy whatever city anyone's in and um we spoke a little bit about this in our in our last broadcast also, but people have asked me and particularly when I got to Los Angeles, you know will you come out there with us and do this and do that and I said, you know i'm for the last eight years or so, I have been 
using my voice and putting myself out there nonstop uh, based on what I perceive my role to be. Um, I won't make it out to um, the Occupied Los Angeles events or anything like that, but I honor the people that are now finding their voice and now becoming so empowered that they know that they can go out there and that it can um, assist in this this process uh, that we're going through. And one of the reasons that um, we have so many people on the, the Dream Reality New Earth Radio uh, program that, that have shown up in my life and inspire me is because if I'm getting inspired um, by by you, Kelly, and by our by our other guests, um, that inspiration is going to translate really well to the rest of our listeners and everything else. And it may just be one thing you say or one aspect of your story that that triggers someone else to say, you know what? I think it's time. I'm feeling that it's time for me to wake up in my life, and I can I can have a much better impact than what I've had. I mean, I love that aspect of your story that you weren't formally groomed for what you're doing now. But the natural progression of your life experience and all that you've learned has prepared you perfectly to do what you're doing now. And how wonderful is it that you get to have an impact on on the children? Um, you know, other than, than my own child and some other children that... that um, you know, are are in my extended family, sometimes I feel like I don't get enough contact with children. So I love the stories about about yoga and, and art and and the different activities that you're 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 putting on there at the center. And even, you know, that that the art is not probably showing up as sort of a standard art thing, that there are aspects of it that are incorporated or integrated that really give the children that are participating in an opportunity to remember something greater than, you know, the actual art project in itself. And and that's that's really exciting. So we've got the um the series that's coming up now and, and we'll ask you before we end the broadcast to talk a little bit more about that and we'll get the website out there. But what are some of the other future plans um or plans that are taking shape uh there at the center? Well, we will continue the Living Peace series throughout the year. Uh, we're looking, we don't have anyone quite nailed down yet, but we know our topics. And in February and in May, we will have two other speakers at least coming to continue that and continue our Living Peace projects. But in the future, when I talk about, okay, what's next? Uh, what is the vision right now, and what we're going to be working on, too, is our website, making that more of a center for people who aren't here in Orange County, who aren't here in Irvine, to be able to go to, to be able to connect to, and to be a part of this movement of being the change they wish to see in the world. So that we're currently working on. And then we're also talking to a lot of people and many have had this same vision of mobile centers for peace and how do we get into these areas that need it the most and bring peace and remembrance to areas here in the U.S. and around the world to bring culturally what they need. Um, I've been speaking with a professor at UC Irvine who studied 
gone in after the wars into these war-torn areas and said, you know, what happens now is very much of a fireman mentality where they get water and they get food, but people they don't really trust because it was their government who they didn't trust in the, during the war and now the government is providing them with things. And how do we bring more than just putting out the fire? How do we bring peace to their soul, nurturing? Um, what is it that they need the most besides shelter, food, and water? It will help them get back and realize the gifts that they have to share. What's been very inspirational to me about Women, War, and Peace, which is coming on October 13th, is how women in Liberia and Afghanistan with very few resources used what they had to make a difference and to change the face of their country. And I think that valuing each person Helping them remember their value is part of what we want to bring outside of our brick walls here in Irvine and start to really spread the message on a global level and empower people on a global level. Oh, that's just great, and I I love I love hearing that um, because the opportunity for us um, leveraging technology. And everything else is that we can be anywhere and and uh, really have a tremendous impact and touch people's lives. Um, and the world has become a very a very small place, uh, you know, with with all of these technologies and new ones that are coming down the pipeline. And so, um, you know, to hear you talk about that, um, and I love what you talked about the the um, sort of a mobile um, center like that. Um, after our experience at Burning Man, we had uh, the Dream Dome where, where you and I met, a, a 30-foot dome. Um, you know, we started thinking, okay, this this would be great to travel around and just go city by city with a 60-foot dome because we ran out of room with the 30-foot and, and really, you know, take it to people, you know, not wait for people to find their way to us on the Internet or this, that, and the other thing, but but really get out there and and take it in in full force. And, and I know some other groups that are um, also have the same kind of plan uh, in mind, and it's um, it just seems like the energies now are more available for us to do some really big things. You know things that maybe five or ten years ago we would have thought, oh no way, you can't really think about doing something like that. That's just that's crazy. Um, and now it's like, no, that's not crazy. And actually, look with this piece, this piece, and this piece, it all comes together. And that's that's what we're seeing. And um, I, I love that. I, I love the anything's possible. And actually, you know, here's here's how it becomes possible. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I think that the network that is being built, you know. You and I meet Burning Man, and I was very inspired by the dome there and the setup of the camps. And, wow, this is exactly what we can start to build upon and take out on the road. And there's so many teachers that will be needed. There's so many healers that will be needed. There's so many artists that will be needed. It was very, really, I'm still, part of me is still on the playa. (laughs) (laughs) Happened to many people. Because um, I was a virgin this year, and I was so inspired by that community that was built there, and and part of my 
aha moment there at Burning Man was I'll share this was I hated it for the first twenty four hours. <laughs> what am I doing here? Why do people do this to themselves? I don't get it. Blah 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 blah. But twenty four hours later I was on top of one of the art cars. I could see the whole playa. The sun was setting and it was so beautiful and I realized just like life. We all come together for this temporary moment. Nothing is permanent, but this beauty is here right now. Mm. And then I had this. Did we lose you, Kelly? No, no. I'm still here. I'm I'm imagining the sunset. (laughs) (laughs) I, I love hearing this. And when you said that that's just like life, You know, I'll take it a step further. We can find ourselves in life and say, you know, okay, well, what the heck am I doing here? And why am I doing this? And what's this all about? Or we can search for that that bigger picture, that that perspective that that serves our highest, um, our higher selves better, and see how it's how it's all connected. Uh, And that's one of the things. I mean, people talk about the uh, economic downturn in the last years and and this, that, and the other. And I have a, a real interesting perspective, I guess, on it. I mean, for, for me, it's a perspective that, that feels good. And, and that is that, that I'm thrilled that what happened to our economy. I'm thrilled that people lost their jobs that um, they thought they were going to have for life because that corporation was always going to take care of them. I think that it's not so terrible that that so many of us lost our homes. Um, And the reason that I say that is because it gets you to stop in your tracks and say, okay, I guess it's not about my job and it's not about my house. And so if I'm not going to identify with my job and I'm not going to identify with my house, what exactly is this about? And I think it was a gift for a for the collective of humanity that had maybe strayed from the deeper truth of existence. Because when you get right down to it and your job's gone and your home's gone and, and this and that, you you know, you're still getting by, but, but who's, who's, who's there and what's important? Well, your family is there. Your friends and the people that love you are there. And they've always been there. But in our... Um, quest for more and more and more materialism um, and and keeping up with the Joneses and the Smiths and, 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 and everyone else, it's like, well, wait a second. That's not what it's about. And so I loved that, that wake-up call, and I think it's so valuable. Um, the same thing with the energies that are going on right now with the Occupy uh, together is just giving us an opportunity to wake up to what's what's really important and possibly what we don't have to go along with anymore. No, I agree. And and also that realization that we are not the labels that we restrict ourselves with. We are not that house. We are not that job title. We are just a powerhouse of energy that has unlimited capacity and anything is possible when we break down the walls and the boundaries that we keep ourselves in. Yeah, 
and it it just it it opens up. Now, in my speaking engagements, one of the um, aspects that I speak of is our twofold responsibility as um, humans, you know, embodied in form. And um, the first is to ourself as the individual. Uh, and that we really need to dig in 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 that sense of, of who we are about. And I take it a step further and, and, you know, ask ourselves the question, why do I exist? Why did I choose to come back as an embodied human right now at this time? Um, but all of that from the uh, responsibility as the individual takes us to um, unconditional love for self. And then in 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 how I I follow this through is that once we slip into that unconditional love for self, we then understand and it becomes very clear to us what our role is, the second part of our role, to the collective of humanity. Like what did we come here to do? And and all of our experiences leading up to the moment that we're having this conversation with ourselves has given us all the tools we need to do what it is we came here to do at that moment. And that to me is is beautiful. And I see so many more people stepping into that, stepping into being really comfortable with who they are as an individual, as a unique being, and then... Um, going ahead and you know very clearly then saying okay well this is this is how i fit in in the in the rest of the picture and um and that's what i that's what i see that 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 you've done is is really you know i i i see you having stepped into that sort of model of being i guess i could refer to it as um so you know Based on that, and you've been to to, to um, one of my uh, Galactivation sessions, speak to us a little bit about this, about um, responsibilities as as a being, as someone you know, as a human that is here, um, and and how that shows up for you or plays out for you um, with the the Center for Living Peace. Uh, well, as you were speaking, I was thinking about. Um as, when I was coming up with this idea, kind of took an inventory of what are my passions? What do I love to do? What is it that inspires me to move and to action? And I, I did that, and I tried to incorporate all of those into the center, the art and the earth and communication and learning and connection to self and to family and community. Um and bringing that, bringing all of my passions, I think, to what I do has helped me, helps me every day to be inspired that, to get up and to just be happy to be doing what I'm doing. I really think that incorporating bliss and fun and play in every single day is is what moves me to action and inspires me and that we all do have this responsibility because we're here. We have gifts. We either keep them hidden underneath the box or break out of that box and 
and really jump into the sandbox with everybody else. And and it's kind of fun there. <laughs> I love that. I love the the metaphor of jumping into the sandbox because, you know, what I find myself saying so often to people as they're just getting introduced to these concepts is, come on, let's let's play the game together. Let's let's you know, and, and it seems to take some of the pressure off. It's not like, okay, this the the, the, the heaviest aspects of and and pressures of the world are on us. It's like, no, no, no. Let's just play the game together. This I I'm sure this is meant to be fun for us and I'm not going to miss out on an opportunity to have fun. Exactly. It makes me think of Benjamin Franklin's quote that God so loved us he made beer. <laughs> Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't have to. It's like the, the the burden of saving the world is not on each of you know individually on each of our shoulders, and it doesn't have to be a burden. It can be fun to play, like you say, and to give back and to work together and and to just be here to do what we're supposed to do. And that's part of my perspective on on inspired action, is that um, once we have fully gone through this process of coming to terms with who we are and who we are in the process of becoming as an individual, and that leads us directly into our passion, um, and then we start looking at our role in the collective, I really feel that that this move into inspired action isn't something that we have to do at that point in the the process um, of personal development for us and and connecting with the collective. It it just shows up. Like I am sure that 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 you've put in a lot of time and a lot of effort with uh, the Center for Living Peace. But at the same time, I would have to. Uh, think or believe based on my belief systems that that the pieces came together for you based on what you're sending out to the universe like you were saying before with Sir Richard Branson and and the Dalai Lama you know you never really could have planned on all that coming together but sort of the pieces fell into place totally yep and just asking I think for me asking what is it I can do to serve what is it I can do to give back? And continuously asking versus thinking I know has what I think has opened up the magic in my life. To not have to overthink anything, but just to start with my heart and ask. And then be open to receiving the opportunities and the messages and the signs when they come. It's just been, every day it's it's beautiful. And, and I was talking to a friend about it the last few days because I feel like that's been happening so much in my life, even little, you know, a little billboard I see, and and that may be what I was just thinking about. But she said to me, Kelly, it, you're you're yes, you're tapping into that flow, but you are the flow. Hmm. You are the flow, and that was a huge message for me. Instead of thinking of everything as outside myself, realizing that. Everything I need is right here. All I have to do is tap in and remember and ask. That's perfect. Now, I, I'd like you to just um, share with us um, about this quote. This 
this could be one of the most popular quotes these days. Um, and it's, of course, the Gandhi quote, be the change uh, you wish to see in the world. Um, just briefly, um, what what does that mean to you and, and to the Center for Living Peace? Well, I always use that quote as, as a mission statement for the Center. And I think it has to do with everything we've talked about here is that remembrance of our own power, of our own wisdom, and that when each of us chooses to be the change in our own lives, that ripple effect goes out into the world. We don't have to force it. We don't even have to go to any Occupy, whatever, like you were talking about. We just have to be it and embody that love and that power and that compassion and the value of life with for ourselves first, as you were saying, to that unconditional love of self first. And now that vibrates out into my world. I just love the ripple effect of dropping the stone into the little still lake and how the ripples go out. Um, or even to the ocean, <laughs> dropping mm-hmm. it into the ocean since we're all connected. And then the tidal wave can happen somewhere else where we're not even possibly aware of. But that really being a change is what really changes our world. Again, you know, your you, your wording is. I mean, there's just no mistakes. Like energy attracts like energy, and 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 I'm honored to be holding a like energy uh, that you are holding also and 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 just the words that you use um with a focus on being as opposed to doing you know I I meet so many people who think they've got to do 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 and it's like no you know what you know the greatest um aspect that 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 brings it all together in my mind is just being it and then you know that that frequency goes out there those ripples go out there it's not about trying to change anyone's mind it's not about well i'm going to show them or something like that it's like no i'm just going to be who i came here to be and i'm going to be the change that i wish to see and and if someone else sees that and taps into it and that affects them somehow, that's great. I was at an event on Friday night in Los Angeles, and uh, I'm a big fan of, of Facebook, and I've got lots of, uh, you know, 5,000 friends and, and this and that, and, and really feel like the um, when you're in a, a, a real place of purity of intent um, and clarity that, that a tool like Facebook can be just that, an amazing tool. And there was a holistic healing practitioner there at the event on Friday night who three months ago wrote something on her page um, about how she was moving away from um, having set prices for her um, holistic healing practice and her different offerings. And she was moving into donation-based uh, and so it was interesting. So I took a look at that in my own holistic healing practice and um, about two weeks ago uh, created a page and put it out there that, um, you know, here's how the pricing has worked in the past, but I'm not uh, I'm not stuck with this and I'm really, um, it, it's all donation-based. And I got to see her on Friday night and go up to her and say, you know what, you inspired me. 
and she, and I told her the story, and she had no idea because she just dropped the pebble in her area of the water, and she didn't know. We don't know where those ripples go out. We don't know who gets touched by that. We don't know who reads a status update that's full of hope and 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 you know empowerment on Facebook. We don't know how that changes their lives. And it she was shocked when I when I told her that that she had inspired me and I had changed my model of how I do things. Uh, based on what she was doing, and I thought that is that's so classic of 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 all of us not really having a clue where our reach stops touching people. That's a beautiful example, <laughs> for sure. Now I wanted to touch on something else. The um, kind of the 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 foundation of what you do of what you all do um because again there you you have this great team uh that you've pulled together that that I know because of Ilya and all the other I I refer to them as angels my band of angels um I I couldn't possibly do what I do alone and I wouldn't even ever want to but um so so I want to really acknowledge uh the team that you have assembled there um but all of it's on this foundation of um four program pillars um can i ask you to to speak to to those just a little bit and 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 the importance of those and and you know sort of holding the form mm-hmm. we do base all of our programming around our four pillars which are inner work and development arts and culture uh sustainable earth and peacemaking and effective communication. So we try to base all of our classes, any programs that we do, our Living Peace events all around that, to looking at ourselves first and then our communication with others, our earth, and then how do we bring beauty to to our earth and our lives. I love it because it just makes it so simple. And, and as I... Uh, have you know sort of immersed myself in in learning about the the Center for Living Peace um, here in Irvine. I, I I focused on this. I'm like, okay, was well, there anything left out? Is is there something that doesn't fit into one of these pillars that I think is important? And and I'm at a loss for coming up with anything. I'm like, wow, I love these four pillars, um, and it really does. Uh, you know, give. I, I'm big on like form and structure. Not that I'm a particularly structured person, but I realize that holding a form, whatever it happens to be, um, is is really helpful. And that that this is, you know, kind of the form for uh, to to fit into for for what the the Center for Living Peace is putting out there. Um, I really, really like that. I just want to say it one more time for people. Um, the first pillar is inner work and development. The next one is peacemaking and effective communication. The next one is safeguarding the environment. And the final one, and they're not really in any particular order, uh, is arts and culture. And it just feels so well-rounded um, that that it's it's really giving the the foundation of what you're doing there, um, it's making it solid. Yeah, because we live in the world of form. So you're right, we do have to have a form and a structure and 
when people say, do you have a business plan? I'm like, yes, we do, but, of course, we also go with the flow of what comes to us and what opportunities present themselves. But they always, we always come back and make sure that whatever it is we're doing revolves around those four pillars. Mm, Perfect. Beautiful. Um, now, I wanted to ask you about your home and the beautiful sanctuary that you have built for your center. And the pictures that I'm looking at are absolutely gorgeous. And I'm curious as to what inspired you to create such a beautiful sanctuary and how you feel the, you know, the environment really affects the people that are surrounded by it. Well, that's a great question because in the planning process, a lot of thought and a lot of intention was put into not just our plan but our space. And Jeff Berkus, who was our architect, Berkus Architects, and give him a shout-out out of Aspen, Colorado. is one of my oldest, dearest friends, my soul brother. And he's the first person I told when I had this idea. And Jeff, to give you a little background, will tell you when he was a kid, his parents would ask him what he wanted for Christmas. And at the age of five, I think he started saying world peace. So he definitely has a heart to make a change. And and Jeff has studied uh, the pyramids. You know, we we both went to Guatemala together and, and sat on those pyramids. And what did they see? What did they tap into in this geometries that they used that brought the sacred to their everyday life? So that was very much incorporated in what we did. In the And the shape that we inherited there at the university center was just that inherited. But uh, Jeff did a great job of uh, bringing energy to the space and how it was shaped, how it was formed, the colors that were used, the art that we put in it, um, and just the intention that we put into it was to create a space where people could walk in and feel the intention of peace and bringing peace and oneness to the world. And it's so awesome. People walk in almost every time and say, I walk in and I feel the ah. They remind me on a daily basis because now I, you know, I rush in and get to whatever it is I need to do. But I'm reminded every day because people do feel that that we they know they may not know all the bits and pieces to how Jeff created that. But and his wife Becky was our interior um, designer, uh, but they very much put all of themselves and all of their hopes for a, you know what gifts they have to give and how can we change the earth with our gifts they put into it and so yeah we have an amazing team not just our staff which is incredible but our board and our designer and our architect and our promoters it's that was one thing I saw when I started to talk about this idea I had was the strength and the amazing people that were magnetized and wanted to be a part of it, wanted to teach at it, wanted to bring their kids to it. How can I help? And I think that speaks to the power of wanting to serve and wanting to give and people being attracted to that. Now, I I just wanted to mention one thing. You you were talking about intention, and I just want to uh, put it out there how important intention is and the intention that you put into building the sanctuary is felt by everyone that comes in and experiences the energy of it. So 
I want you just to talk a little bit about your view and how you see intention and the importance of setting an intention um, in anything that you do. No, I, I definitely think that's important to do, and I I, I uh, have to remind myself every day or ask myself every day, what is my intention here? What is I think it, intention is the guidepost for our my own choices. So being aware is or or being aware of what is my intention? Is it to serve? Is it self-serving? What am I doing here? Is a way to keep myself focused and and to keep the guideposts along the journey. Um, and for me, every day, I say, you know, help me be of the greatest service to all living beings because I realize in doing this work that it's not about Kelly Smith. I'm a vehicle. I'm just a vessel here to uh, be a part of the collective. So how can I best serve that collective is the intention that I like to start with um, and to see. And from that, I've seen such, such beauty unfold. Well, there's no doubt that uh, your intention is um, delivering you a, a reality or a reality for all of us that um, is is really serving all of us. Uh, Ilya, whatever you're seeing on the pictures, there is nothing like the energy of walking into the Center for Living Peace in, in Irvine, California, and the different rooms and and how they feel and um i mean just everything in there i was really uh really blown away by how um by how peaceful and and beautiful and and um calming that it felt really uh and in this day and age let me tell you um there's a real uh, need and role for that. And so, um, Kelly, thank you so much for for everything that you're doing and really stepping up, you know, and that's 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 everything to me. Um and you truly are a living example of inspired action. Uh the website for the Center for Living Peace, uh located in Irvine, California, is goodhappens.org goodhappens.org and uh, you'll find information about uh, the upcoming program. Uh, Kelly, do you want to just give us a few um, uh, touchstones of some of the events that are coming up with um, with Abigail Disney and, and you've got a couple other things that are in short order here in the next um, couple few weeks, I think. Yeah, we have uh, Abigail Disney, Gina Davis, and Roxanne Barzi will be speaking. I'll be moderating, and that's on October 13th. It'll be held at UC Irvine, and tickets are available at uh, livingpeace.uci.edu, or you can go to our website, goodhappens.org, and get directed there. You can also watch it live if you're not in the area at goodhappens.org. We'll have a live feed. And October 8th this Saturday is the working group the Living Peace series where we have the students coming. And then all of our, we have 
Uh, oh, one of my favorites who's coming the last weekend in October is Eugene Cook, who's the urban gardener. He comes here from Atlanta four times a year. He is the most inspirational uh, green thumb guy I've ever had because I don't consider myself as having necessarily a green thumb, but he's so in touch with the earth. He's wonderful. We have Read for the Record this week, and and there's so many. I, I'm drawing a blank right now, but they're all on our website under our events and on Facebook. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. So go online and check us out. But I'd like to thank you both for having me here and and uh, providing the platform for this conversation. Well, believe me, um, we, we're honored uh, not just to have you um, on the broadcast, but just to know that you're doing what you're doing out there and that um, in some way it's touching all of our lives. And um, that's, uh, that's about as big of a compliment as I can give. So thank you so much, Kelly. Oh, thank you. It's been an honor to be here. Also, uh, just wanted to touch base on a couple of events uh, coming up. This weekend, which is October 8th and 9th in Marina Del Rey, um, outside of Los Angeles, is the event Leaders Causing Leaders. Um, I'm quite excited about this. I'm not actually speaking. Well, I'm speaking. I'm not actually presenting. But uh, I'm emceeing on both Saturday and Sunday. And um, it, the, the lineup of different speakers and um, presenters and, and, and what's going on at, at this conference uh, is really spectacular. And, and you want to go somewhere and find inspiration uh, to assist you on your journey. I would highly recommend this. There's more than 60 speakers, more than actually 70 speakers, 40 workshops, eight panels, a world premiere screening of Local Hero, um, a party with three different music groups. I mean, this is quite the event. It's at leaderscausingleaders.com. So I, uh, I highly recommend that. And then also we have um, another event that's coming up in um, Ojai, California, on Saturday, October 22nd, and Sunday, October 23rd. This is called Ecotopia. It's a two-day music festival, yoga, and workshops. Um, it's brought to you by Love Heals, Elevate, Cafe Gratitude, Dr. Dream, and Schubert Systems. And it is to support uh, the creating of conscious communities and eco-villages. Uh, this is in Ojai on an amazing property um, we'll be doing our Universal Love Galactivation out there. There will be amazing um, other people out there. There's also um, a wood-burning sauna, non-chlorinated colloidal copper pool and spa. There will be local organic food vendors, music. It's um, kid-friendly. It's a no-alcohol um, event, just the way I like it. And so um, I wanted to put that out there, and if you just type in Ecotopia, E-C-O-T-O-P-I-A, into Facebook, you'll find the uh, the different event listings. And uh, we will be back next week with another wonderful guest, and we will be uh, letting you know as soon as we get the final confirmation on, um, on next week's guest. And... Um, 
just really thrilled uh, with our conversation uh, tonight with with Kelly Smith and and Ilya. Thank you so much for for being here. We I I I'm going to speak for all of us. We're really excited about your um, uh, re-energized direction and and purpose and um when you're ready to share exactly what that is and how it's going to look um you'll be the guest on uh Dream Reality New Earth Radio and uh until then Ilya thank you so much for um just being the rock of um of our broadcast and and um you know bringing that amazingly wonderful energy that you that, that is you everywhere you go and to everything you do. So thank you very much. You're so welcome, Dr. Green. I really appreciate and it's, it's really an honor to be here with you every week, um, hold space for amazing guests and for, you know just people to share their information and their knowledge and their energy, their essence, their vibrational signature. And every week the feel and just the emotions that surround our broadcasts are so unique and so different. And that's one of the reasons why I love doing this is because I always, always learn something new. And let me rephrase that. I always remember something that I have forgotten. And then once I remember it, I'm just so much in gratitude and I'm so pleased to have done so. So thank you, Dr. Green, for really... Um, creating a space uh, and setting the stage for people to express themselves and who they are and what they're about. Awesome. Thank you. And uh, for all of our listeners, um, we couldn't do this without you. Uh, we absolutely appreciate you. We keep all of these archived and out there uh, to be downloaded and used as you see fit at no cost at all because we're all about sharing this energy and um you know i like to think of myself as one of the most inspired people i know um just how my life what it's been about and everything else and what i love is that now here at the end of tonight's broadcast um i walk away being that much more inspired to do what i came here to do i hope the same is true for all of you and connect with the love that is ever-present in all of our hearts and do everything you possibly can to share that love with everyone in your world. Thank you so much, and we'll look forward to all of us meeting here again next week. Have a lovely week. Bye. Good night, everyone. Bye.